Fellas, it's the final week of the regular season, but there's still a lot out there for the taking. Let's discuss how to win in week 18. And we can start by looking at the $5,600 Tyler Algier. The rookie is 100 yards away from a thousand yard season, and Atlanta says they're aware of this. And here's his usage as of late. Week 16, 62% of the snaps. That's great. His second highest on the year. This past week, 70% of the snaps, the most he's seen in 20 plus touches in back-to-back -back games. And now he's a four and a half point favorite at just 5,600. Strong play. Now, Algier's probably going to pick up some ownership, but a wide receiver that's not picking up a of ownership is a great leverage play is $6,200 Chris Olave, who needs 155 yards to break the Saints rookie record. And I agree that sounds like a lot, but in week three in the same exact matchup against the Carolina Panthers, he did drop 147 yards, so he has it in him. And the Panthers last week gave up over 430 yards to Tom Brady, 200 plus yards to Mike Evans. Olave is great leverage at this price tag. Now, another wide receiver who's great leverage at this price tag was injured last week. And that would be Tyler Lockett, who's 6,400 and actually played in the game. But as you see here, he only played 30 percent of the snaps as opposed to playing 90 percent in his previous healthy games this was because he was injured but now they're in a must-win situation with the chance to make the playoffs and he said to reporters he's going to be out there at low ownership i like him and i also like his quarterback a nice little stacking option as well geno smith six thousand dollars flat solid team total not a lot of high scoring games this week but seattle 24 point team total is a good one and geno takes on the Rams secondary that has nothing to play for and he has a season best this year 300 career best 367 yards and three touchdowns against them earlier this season I think he's one of the better stacks. Not the best stack. We'll get to that in a second, but one of the better stacks on the week. And I'm not totally against stacking him with his running back, Kenneth Walker, who's not known for catching passes, but Walker's 64 yards away from hitting 1,000. He has 28 and 22 touches in the past two games. And here's the reason why I'm not completely against stacking him. If the game's going positive, odds are Walker's being used a good amount still. And if it's in a negative game script, the last time we saw that a couple weeks back, he had five targets. He ran a lot of routes. He caught four balls for 32 yards. They kept him on the field a little bit more rather than taking him off. And this week, the Seahawks are six points favorites in similar situations this year he's averaging 14.6 points and 17 total touches with his receptions and rush attempts as a favor now i still prefer gino with his wide receivers so the place that i like walker the most is his prop over 74 and a half rushing yards take this on prizepicks.com okay now we're gonna have to make a decision this week up top at the expensive spots let's talk about that there's christian mccaffrey who's the most expensive running back 9300 he has the highest team total 27.25 points he's a 14 point favorite all of this lines up fantastic in similar situations he averages 24 DraftKings points yeah I like him a lot. In a game where they can try and get the one seed or hold on to the two seed, it means something. So McCaffrey's a guy I really like, but you have to choose between him this week and expensive wide receiver, Justin Jefferson. And unlike last week, Jefferson's actually cheaper than McCaffrey this week. He's also playing for something. He can take McCaffrey's two seed away from him, potentially even the one seed if things get wonky this week. But not only that, he's playing for a record, 194 yards to set the NFL record in receiving yards. That sounds like a lot, but he had 154 earlier this year versus Chicago, who he plays this week. And in total, four times this year, he's topped 150 yards, including a 193 yard game and a 220 plus yard game now from a dfs standpoint i'm just going to take christian mccaffrey if i'm choosing one but justin jefferson over 90 and a half receiving yards i've taken this basically everywhere this week take it on prize picks link down below and you'll get a free bet up to 100 bucks when you use that link so these are players i like but now let's start to talk about some guys i'm not really into and i'm a big amari cooper fan on this season he's a top 10 wide receiver for fantasy we liked him in like the fifth sixth round of drafts this season long but now he's six thousand dollars and the ownership is picking up and it makes sense because he continues to produce look 28 and a half points last week was a top five receiver goes over 100 yards two touchdowns but he does it on just four targets this team doesn't want to throw the ball they want to run the ball which is more on that later and amari is not picking up a lot of ownership the wide receiver position heck you probably like him i'm staying away for those reasons and if we go back to the expensive running backs alston eckler is there at 8900 he needs 14 receptions to break christian mccaffrey's record for a single season but there's rumors that justin herbert might not play their team total is only 18 and a half points so that kind of suggests that by the time you're watching this that news might already be out heck maybe even eckler is not playing so that makes it 
it really easy but I don't like Eckler because he's picking up a lot of ownership with a little bit more risk than McCaffrey. All right, let's talk tight end. Dallas Goddard, he's $4,900. He has the highest team total on the slate. He continues to have an elite role running 92% of the routes last week. Might get his quarterback, Jalen Hurts, back this week. And he faces the Giants, who give up the seventh most tight end catches. I think Dallas Goddard's a really nice play coming in with modest ownership, maybe even too low of ownership. And I also like his quarterback, $8,200 Jalen Hurts, who's been taking first team reps in practice this week. All reports and indications are that he's going to play. And I mean, the matchup is fantastic against the Giants. Their secondary ranks 28th overall. Hurts has the highest team total at 28 and a half points, and he's already dropped 30 plus points in week 14 against this Giants team. I think Jalen Hurts is arguably, if not the best, I would say he is stacking option in quarterback this week as they try and lock up the one seat. And yes, you can stack Dallas Goddard with him as a cheaper option that's great and also eight thousand dollar aj brown finally got to the eight thousand dollar range is also great he's nine yards away from being the eagles most receiving yards in a season and just his first year there but he's 99 yards away from 1500 yards which is a number he's already indicated is important to him last time out against the giants he put up four catches 70 yards but it was kind of a bad weather game now i'm on aj brown and dfs he's lower owned because of the price tag this week but i also like his over 73 and a half receiving yards again 99 yards to hit 1500 and a really good matchup and he wants to get there he's really good friends with jalen hurts i think they make this happen so those are a lot of expensive guys for some cheaper options now we go to the mid-range $5,800 Garrett Wilson against a poor Miami secondary is great look last week Mike White clearly wasn't healthy and he's probably not gonna be healthy this week but he says he's feeling better he's getting more practice reps in and that's good news for Garrett Wilson who saw 11 targets last week and if we look at his volume overall he has seven plus targets these are his targets right here seven plus if we scroll through this and eight out of his last nine games again this dude is a rookie at $5,800 for this type of volume and his skill set what his upside is yeah this is a great play and a guy even cheaper than him a wide receiver one for his team is $5,100 Jacoby Myers who's actually playing for something this week trying to get into the playoffs and Myers is just forever unloved in fantasy since he's gotten back to his full-time role from injury 100% of the snaps 85% of the snaps what has that led to well seven targets nine targets six catches in back-to-back games more importantly for our purposes fantasy 20 plus points 16.8 points yet he's still that cheap and not only that cheap but that low owned i like jacoby myers now if you want to go to the absolute bottom some people are going all the way down to three thousand dollar flat steven sims who i'm just not getting there i know he had a couple of catches last time in prime time for the pittsburgh steelers but at the end of the day he's the fourth pass catching option for kenny pickett that doesn't sound all that great and what's supposed to be a low scoring game i'm not there he's picking up like five percent ownership just go any anywhere else and quite frankly similar things can be said for Greg Dortch he's in a brutal matchup against Harris Francisco I know they gave it up to Jared Stidham last year but that was just a one week thing $3,800 Greg Dortch has been good he's had 10 and 11 targets in back-to-back games but now he's picking up 10 plus percent ownership as of this recording in the DFS blueprint link down below I'm just not going to get there guys I'd rather go to are basically picking up no ownership around him Isaiah McKenzie who's working for incentives this week to try and make more money in his contract Chris Moore who's $4,000 flat not picking up any ownership I'd rather go to those guys or you can just change up the position and go to a $3,800 exact same price Pat Frymuth who's not picking up all that much ownership and he continues to rock and roll and what I mean by that he just continues to play an elite role 90% of the routes run 83% of the routes run since he's gotten back his full health this has led to 14 targets over the last two games now is a nice matchup against the Browns this week I'm going to be putting a yes by Pat Frymuth and I also have interest in $6,600 Alvin Kamar because they're not playing for anything but there's no rookie behind him it's not like there's somebody else back there that they can say hey let's try and see what we have in this guy take some load off of Kamara no not at all Kamara's role remains elite as you see this 98% of the snaps 77% of the snaps the last few
two games 17 touches just a week ago and now he has fair ownership in the dfs blueprint nothing crazy as a three-point favorite continue to see somewhere around 20 touches now a player that i'm not all that interested in is james cook and i like the player overall we've been talking to him up in season long definitely going to be a great potentially even league winner next year if nobody goes there five thousand dollars flat nice team total he's solid the problem is he's picking up 10 percent ownership i'd rather go to this guy at fifty two hundred dollars you get zach moss and zach moss has been great and now he gets the dream matchup he's gonna face the houston texans who right now the texans rank 30th in run defense and moss the last two games is averaging 5.2 yards per touch top 10 in the nfl to me he's a quality leverage play he should probably be in about 10 to 12 percent of the lineups this week he'll probably be in like four percent of them and if you want to see exactly who the best leverage plays are where the ownership is coming from the point projections and a whole lot more you can check out the dfs blueprint link down below on patreon and join the thousands of other people currently using it to win more and lose less in sports betting and dfs not just in nfl but other sports as well so if that sounds appealing to you you can join the countless others getting access right now with the link in the description below to the dfs blueprint now another running back that i'm a little bit hesitant on and is 6200 cam Akers. i'd rather go to kenneth walker just not picking up a lot of ownership i get it cam Akers has been solid lately but he's a seven point underdog this week the receiving ability hasn't been there all that much the burst hasn't been there all that much a bad team total and He's picking up a good amount of ownership. And to me, it's a fade. If there was a punk to take a shot on from his team, to me, I think that you could at least look at Tutu Atwell. He's played 80 plus percent of the snaps now in five straight games. He's out there getting scheme production. I get it. He's not producing all that much, but he's seeing targets. He's seeing carries. All you need from him here is 12 fantasy points, 15 fantasy points at 3,400. I'd rather pivot off of a guy like Steven Sims for Tutu Atwell, who's actually a top two, top three wide receiver in his offense when Steven Sims is not. Not to mention the ownership difference is completely off on those guys. Atwell 1% on Steven Sims 5%. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it is at the end of the day. Another guy I don't think is worth the squeeze is $3,300 Trey McBride because he has high ownership and a tougher matchup. I get it. He had a career day last week for a rookie tight end, but he hasn't been consistent all year. We can't rely on his career day to be the new normal, even if there is a newer quarterback there. I'm not expecting 10 targets. 13 point team total this is an avoid for me for a guy who's picking up around five percent ownership i think you can go elsewhere now that elsewhere is probably just to more expensive plays if you didn't want to go to more expensive daniel ballinger and hunter renfro are here but i do think that we still have some cheap options and relatively cheap options given the upside of these plays like yeah fifty seven hundred dollars for tj hawkinson but i'm a big tj hawkinson fan this week hawkinson just had 12 targets last week he now has 28 targets over his last two games and six plus targets if we look back at this scroll right here is targets six plus targets in nine straight games every single game as a viking that is tight end gold now he is picking up some ownership so you have to be careful here but one way to mitigate that is by putting him in a stack with his quarterback kirk cousins who's 6500 and for this price tag of 6500 having a 25 and a half point team total the second highest on the slate cousins in my opinion is significantly underpriced he's still playing for something here and in similar spots as a favorite with a 25 and a half point team total cousins averages 22 and a half points and 293 passing yards and now he gets a bad Bears secondary 25th in the nfl that he put up 23.2 points earlier this year on some other other options at quarterback that I do have exposure to right now, Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. All right, now I at least want to mention this next running back, and it's for all you diehards out there because if you stayed till this late in the program, didn't cut out yet, you're gonna have a little bit of a, a little tea for you. There is something to Nick Chubb at $7,500 this week. This dude, Nick Chubb, is gonna be about 1% owned. And all I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say in a divisional matchup where they look like they want to run a lot, Nick Chubb is gonna see 18 plus touches. That's all I'm gonna say here. 18 plus touches for Nick Chubb at 7,500 for a guy who's normally been an upper seven to $8,000 running back this year. He is one of the best leverage plays on the slate this week. Not going to get any ownership, should get significant ownership for a guy who has absolute 
upside and is now taking the lead and all of the touches away from Kareem Hunt in that backfield. And a very simple option for you to get exposure to him is to go down to a cheaper Deontay Johnson at 5,200 and skinny stack it. Getting these guys from the same game without having to play their terrible quarterbacks or at least their bad quarterbacks as of late. Sorry, Deshaun Watson. Deontay Johnson, $5,200, one catch away from setting a record for most receptions without a touchdown. Now that's crazy. And surely I hope he scores that touchdown this week so it doesn't happen, especially if we're trying to build this nice little skinny stack here. But the volume remains high as it always has this year for Deontay seven plus targets here is his targets in six straight games we can keep scrolling to his 11 his eight he has been absolutely fantastic at $5,200 I like this skinny stack and another spot that I actually like this week is going to be George Kittle these are kind of the tight end range that I'm in I do think that Mark Andrews is in play as well but these upper tight ends are really where I want to go I think Cole Komet is now priced up I think Dalton Schultz is fine Tyler Higby's fine Dustin Knox is fine mainly in stacks but I think George Kittle who's not picking up a ton of ownership compared to the rest he's just kind of up there with the rest of these highly priced guys I think he's a strong play because in eight games of Brock Purdy 16.8 points 6 three targets now that's been heavily on touchdowns but the last two games eight targets in each of them matchup against the cardinals to give up the second most points to tight ends i like it now there's what you need to know for this week and obviously track the news as this is being recorded on friday morning things can change of course and we'll be live on sunday to talk about what changes as well as going deep in depth on my exposures on the best strategies on the best correlating pieces on sunday mornings gpp how to win a gpp podcast in the dfs blueprint on patreon again want to join the countless others who have access and start winning more click the link in the description below to join now